Do you recognize this voice? Well, you might, because this is Butch Patrick from the Munsters. That's right, Eddie Munster listens to Midwest Monsters. Professor Wagstaff. Hot toddy. Venomous Vinny. Good to be with you again, folks. Uh, well, as you know, it is April Fool's Day, and uh, we have tried to play pranks on you in the past on April Fool's by just doing god-awful movies. And I guess really the prank was on us, ultimately. We thought we were funny. <laughs> I was happy to skip that one last yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> we thought we were funny, but uh, no, you know, there was some merit to it. It was funny doing some of the stupid movies. Uh because you see them on the shelf all the time. You're like, oh, God. Okay, let's watch Shark Exorcist. You know? Yeah. Like, why not? Let's not. And let's not. So we didn't this year. Uh, I think Professor Hot Toddy had a better idea of actually covering the April Fool's Day movies this year for April Fool's Day. So welcome to April Fool's Day. No pranks, except for in these films we are about to discuss. So we are covering the original April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day 2008, the remake. Um, and Slaughter High, which was originally titled April Fool's, April, Day. April Fool's Day. So let's just jump right into it with the original April Fool's Day. Who's got dates and details for me? Uh, that was directed by Fred Walton, who also did When a Stranger Calls, The Rosary Murders, and When a Stranger Calls Back. So you have a legitimate director uh, signed on to do this. It came out in 1986. Wait, Fred Walton? He owns those stores, right? <laughs> the um, also, we have this uh, produced by Frank Mancuso Jr., who did many of the Friday the 13th movies, as I'm sure you could tell when watching this. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you have a le- pretty legit cast for the time. Uh, Deborah Foreman as uh, our main Muffy slash Buffy uh, character. We've got Amy Steele, uh, Thomas Wilson, who most people know as Biff, Biff from Back to the Future oh, yeah. movies. And this was... Uh, not sure what the name here, written by Danilo Bach, and that person wrote Beverly Hills Cop two years prior. So you oh, have wow. a legitimate amount of talent and money thrown at this film. So it's kind of a unique experience to be capitalizing on the slasher you know, craze that went on, as well as the holiday slasher craze, to have this kind of money invested in it. It's kind of a, it's almost like a parallel universe experience watching it at times, because mm-hmm. it's just... They're so much cheaper, usually. It's yeah. just weird. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the cover art to this one, because I know that I grew up seeing this cover art all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is actually the first time I watched the film. Same here. The exact oh, cool. same thing. Cool. I'd never seen the movie, but I absolutely... I knew that video case from the video store just as much as what, Sleepaway Camp. Was it two? Yeah. Sure they've got the backpack and... This is right up there with that. I Describe the cover art for the listeners here. Uh, it's it's 
I see what sticks out. I don't remember everything in the background, but you see the back of a woman and her hair is braided into a noose. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing that I always remember. She has a blade behind her. Yeah. yeah. Big butcher knife behind her. <clears throat> yeah. And then the, the dinner party, dinner. per se, at the table in yeah. front of her that she's hosting. Oh, yeah. Very memorable. Or would presume, since she's the head of the table. Presume. <laughs> so, um, I just said that it's the first time I watched this, and I really enjoyed it. So, I... I, I definitely look forward to talking about this. Uh, Venomous, you said this was your first time as well? It was my first time watching this, and I did like it. It's a great 80s horror movie, you know? I didn't realize, I guess I didn't pay a lot of attention to who the director was, but now that you say it, it makes perfect sense. I was glad to see Amy Steele and something else, uh, as well as, you know, Biff Tannen playing something other than Biff Tannen. Uh, I don't know, it was just fun. It was 80s. 80s horror movie fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I'll watch it again for sure. How toddy? Um, I watch this movie often. It's been a while since I had seen it. Um, probably my first viewing was maybe when Showtime or whatever pay channel we had back in the day first aired it. Um, and I think probably the first time I watched it, I found it more scary than than the humor I find in it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like. Return of the Living Dead and stuff also scared me more than me last. So probably just watching it at a young age. Uh, I don't know. I've always I've always enjoyed the movie. All right. That's all I've got to say <laughs> about that. <laughs> I'd, just, I'd seen this before. I still have the old Paramount DVD that I own of it. Um, it's I I always enjoyed it, but at the same time, and we'll go into some of this and why, but it doesn't really have a lot of rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Um, for me at least. So this is probably my third viewing. I mean, with this particular holiday, I'm not in a festive mood per se that I relate to for movies. Mm-hmm. So it's not like just customary that I for sure am popping on my April right. Fool's Day traditions. But um, it, it's it's a pretty good movie. I mean, it's just one of those ones that I just don't rewatch a lot. So the I was act, glad to revisit it is, for this. Honestly, for an 80s horror movie, the acting is pretty good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like all the actors that like that everybody was kind of like in their takeoff mode because the whole cast is like in a lot of different, especially 80s films. Um, but even like some of the other characters, like the guy from summer school and mm-hmm. like they pop up in a lot of stuff. And then the, the few people from just one of the guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we have uh, the stage being set with Muffy. Hosting her friends at her... Is it her home or vacation home? Uh, I believe it's her vacation home. Yeah, her parents' vacation home. And uh, rich kids, you know, for the most part, all of them, especially Muffy, because she has a vacation home. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't grow up with a vacation home. And her home. name's Muffy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Only rich people are named Muffy. Um, so... Muffy, did you leave the croquet set out again? <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> so they're they're taking the ferry to get to this island uh, where the, the home is. And uh, almost immediately, the hijinks start to ensue. Anybody else want to give some, some initial synopsis or plot line here? I mean, we basically just set, set the table for the common Ten Little Indians kind of feel to it. We're going out to uh, our secluded spot, island, take your pick, depending on the movie. Um, and the ominous things begin on the way in and you kind of just 
you know that we're going to start picking them off one by one. Just mm-hmm. it just kind of reeks of those uh, tropes if that, you uh, will. that we know very well after a while of watching uh, movies. But yeah, to me, you just kind of know that they're going to probably find inventive ways to do it because at this point, by '86, that's what we're tuning in for. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So it all uh, starts to. Uh escalate on the ferry when there's a fake stabbing right Mm -hmm. anybody want to say any more about that (laughs) (laughs) and then what happens after that did you guys do this book report or not (laughs) (laughs) i just watched the movie uh well then there there's an actual accident their actual accident off the boat um and then I, I think that takes the the ferry kind of out of the play, and uh, the the sheriff who was at the island too. So it takes the, kinda, the safety net. Yeah, kind of like uh, it's just them on an island now with like, I think maybe maybe one boat, if something happens to to get back to to homeland. Yeah, it a re- gives us a reason to be trapped. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, somebody else say something. They're looking at you. Um, I I think as soon as they get get in, and this is to me why the movie's fun, even after uh, we get to the ending, is that there's always like a little fun pranks that that, that they start. Muffy is pulling lots of pranks. Um, I don't know, and it's it's kind of an odd horror film. I put it in my notes. It's like the big chill of teen slasher movies. Uh. <laughs> Cause it's almost kind of like a great cast and, and great chemistry and then like, um, fun little pranks. And then I think it might be after the dinner party prank, the pranks almost start getting, uh, like the, like the one woman has a baby crying in a room that clearly upsets her. Um, I wonder why I like, I like the fact (laughs) that the pranks are like classic pranks, like dribble glasses, the loaded cigar legit made me laugh out loud. Like I almost was embarrassed how funny I found that. But yeah, it's like the classic old classic the, pranks. And the yeah, Felix clock. And then shit starts to go dark with, with the things that are being done to people. Yeah. Which is a fun play on it too, because there's always at least one prankster in every slasher movie. So we've just upped the kind of the early setup for the enjoyment, you know, cause people always like the lighthearted side of these films. Um, and so when you have it just kind of going over the top and into where it gets dark and dangerous, that's a fun spin on it because it's usually just one person doing this and they're kind of obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, we've kind of raised the stakes on that whole element of the slasher film, which is fun. Well, like, uh, what was it? Tom Wilson. Is that his name? Who played Biff Tannen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> his character, like actually, because in so many movies where it's supposed to be the prankster, the people have no charisma, like mm-hmm. Shelley in Friday the 13th, part yeah. 3. Whereas, whereas, the, whereas <laughs> this guy has charisma. He's he's legitimately humorous, which I think makes all the difference in a movie. You know, mm-hmm. Particularly like his, uh, was it Robin Leach that he's yeah. person uh-huh. out there? <laughs> yeah. How about the guy with the video camera? Why was his video camera smaller in 86 than my dad's was in the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know, in... So it's interesting. We've got these pranks going on, and we know some some ominous things are looming. But it's forty minutes before we get to the first kill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I is... was actually surprised at how long the running time of this movie was. I always thought that was smart. 
because I feel like a huge majority of viewers, maybe you guys were this way with first time viewing, you're already expecting, you know, what the what's going to happen based on the title of the film. You're and expecting so, a straight out slasher. Yeah, yeah, and so for us to continue on with more of the jokes and the reunion vibes that laid into the film without resorting into what you bought your ticket for, right. it starts to kind of make you second guess well, maybe I don't really know what this movie's mm-hmm. going to be. Yeah, exactly. So I, I thought that that was smart that they had the restraint to to hold off a little bit on that. Yeah, because you're exactly right. The way the setup, I we were going into it, and I was like, boy, this may, be not, this may not be what I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. It, and it is, I, I think you touched on the, the Agatha Christie earlier, because it is kind of like a murder mystery party, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, and even uh, after the, the first body is found, um, there, there's no on-screen kills. Yes, that was a, a note I had later. Yep. So, which is, uh, you know, first time viewing and the time period of, I don't know, were they probably on part five of Friday the 13th by now? So, like, those alone, you come to expect, like you said, like all these slasher movies, and then you're you're seeing the aftermath, but you're not seeing, like, the bloody on-death on kills like uh, like you do in a lot of the other films. So, it, it kind of sets it apart, and... and as you get to the end of the movie, you kind of find out why, but we're not there yet. Then spoil it. <laughs> well, we're going to spoil it. So spoiler alert for spoilers. Uh, we're going to get to that point. Unless the spoiler alerts are April Fool's. <laughs> Ooh, didn't think about that one, did you, listeners? Maybe you weren't sure what you were getting into with this. Uh, I just got to say that that snare in the woods with once you got pulled upside down and then all the snakes <laughs> oh, around. The snake. Yeah, man. That was the worst. Yep. Ain't cool. That was not cool at all. That had that gave me the will. What else wasn't cool is how you could see the ground moving <laughs> <laughs> during that scene. I did not notice that. Because <laughs> there were so many snakes. Yeah, when Maybe there's that many snakes on screen, I kind of look at my lap. Not going to lie. When it, I hate when it's like a snake is coiled ready to strike mm-hmm. and he's hanging upside down swinging and it's striking out and he was like oh yeah uh, yeah yeah that one uh for me was the scariest death scene and, and i think we haven't touched on either that is it after the first night that that muffy is completely different the next morning that was my mm. next note muffy starts acting weird so she's uh almost like she doesn't know the characters a little bit and yeah she's really muffing things up she's uh hey <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So Muffy starts acting strange, and we're like, "What is going on here? Like, what would be Muffy's motivation to kill these people?" Because that's what you know. That's what we're being led to believe. And we, yeah. we've also had clues in everybody's rooms too, of like like a car crash and 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 different news clippings and yes, yes, things just start throwing you off the trail. So I think before we get to the end of this film. And we do the spoiler. I mean, I'd, I'd say we just hit the high spots now. I mean, we pretty much set up what's going on. Um, Professor, anything to note in the film that stands out to you? Um, just, I, I think the the restraint that they showed for storytelling's sake is is what impresses me most with it. Um, that you still deliver on some of the horror aspects by showing after effects of things that have happened. I think is the strength of this film and what um, kind of makes it breathe and, and work mm-hmm. um, something like the, the body in the well, you didn't have to show what 
everything, every little detail leading up to that, you get the effect there. Yeah. And so then you can still continue on with the narrative that you're doing. Now there's other things that don't make any sense mm -hmm. to go along with it, but that's all right. It's sure. a fun movie. And I, I think what's the neatest for this film is that for people who are fans of things outside of just what they think this is, it's pretty rewarding because mm -hmm. the stuff we talk about with like the Agatha Christie type story, you really don't expect to get something of a higher production value that you mm -hmm. get with this. And yeah. I can remember the first time I watched this, just thinking like, this is actually not a bad movie. No, no, this is impressive for yeah. that. No, aspect. but I think that what hurts it in the long run and why it's not a more popular movie than it is. in like the public lexicon is because of the ending. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of rewatchability in my opinion. Oh, this this movie has its haters. Yeah. There's there's some resentment with some for this one. I'd like to go more into that once we talk about the end here. Yeah, I talked to somebody who I asked him if they had it and big horror fan. Imagine that. And uh he was butt hurt about he said after all these years he's still butt hurt about the ending. Mm. Yeah. So do you have any high spots you want to mention before we get to the ending? Um, I, I mean, I think you touched on a lot. I think I think one thing that stands out for me is is the weird clues and and probably like a leading up to the reveal is they they get in the attic and they find the the dolls of everybody. Yeah, and like everybody that's died is the the doll kind of represents what happened to them and um and and also too at even the uh, I know I kind of feel like I probably watched them back to back because they came around the same time, but. Is always kind of remind me of the horror movie of Clue, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and and that's kind of how I look at this movie. Mm -hmm. Is after uh, the ending's revealed, I think it's fun to go back and rewatch it because then you know, uh, it's almost fun like even knowing how it ends. So I mean, for me, it's it's always had fun rewatchability. But you know, sometimes if you do a different horror movie, everybody hates it, even though they cry that they are tired of seeing the same thing right over and over again. All right, so as the film ramps up to a fever pitch and some of our final survivors are running for their lives, they enter this den-like, parlor-like room in the home. And Well, did we mention that it starts to seem that Muffy had a twin sister? We did not. We mentioned that she was acting weird, but yeah, these newspaper clippings. There's photographs to... of, of and two they, children. They start to realize that it's not Muffy. It is actually her twin sister, Buffy. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to hit that. No, I'm glad it. you did. I'm glad you did. So our survivors are running. They enter this den or parlor, and they walk in, and all of our victims are standing in there in very statuesque poses. And we're all a little confused <laughs> at that point. Take it away. Yeah, because through the well and through the movie, we've seen very uh, detailed after effects of them, and uh, basically what our reveal is is we have all of our victims uh, there and healthy and laughing, uh, because as the, as it went along, they joined in and helped. Once they had been quote unquote killed, uh, they were aware of what was going on and participated, and so. What this was is our character, um, Buffy, treats it as a kind of a beta, a test run 
for I can't remember what she called it, but basically a weekend of um, it was gonna be like a murder mystery bed and breakfast. Yeah, yeah. So just a, a who done it kind of event that you could come out to and stay for, and this was her trial run. Um, and <laughs> we also have uh, the one gentleman still not aware because he hasn't been revealed yet so that <laughs> that's hiding in yeah you, feel, you feel for him but it's pretty entertaining when he's uh screaming bloody murder for his life and yeah. also has it revealed to him um but yeah so all along this is uh her trying to give a reason to let her keep the house as a, oh, what inheritance it's part of the deal for the inheritance she yeah to turn it into something yeah well, she, she had to show that she could keep paying for the house on yeah her like own. The, yeah she could come up with a business model that would Yep. And so that's what our whole movie was. Um, no real victims. Yep. No. All, everything was staged. No animals were hurt in the production. <laughs> and the and then we had one more bizarre surprise. Yeah. Which Go was just messing with the audience again, uh, where we have uh, Buffy sitting down at bed, and I can't remember She's the like girl's name. Line. Yeah, because everybody because they celebrated afterwards, right? Like yeah, because it was fun, and and they pulled it off all the way down to the last two people that were were there. Um, we have I can't remember her name, but one of the girls pops up Nan? behind her on on the bed and slits her throat, and we think she's pissed him off. Yeah, we've got something, and then it's a fake knife. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's got it, fake. Blood. I think that I think that comes yeah. from that that Carrie ending, where her hand comes back mm-hmm. up yeah. with the Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. I think yeah. that's what that is. Well, that the so that was added on. I never knew it, but they there's a whole third act of the movie that they cut. Really, really. Um, so the after after the dinner, the reveal, uh, everybody's heading on the boat. They get the boat to turn around to come back and pull pranks on on Buffy. And so they deleted the whole the whole thing, and then added the. Was it a movie or a goddamn miniseries? It was a miniseries. <laughs> um, so like that was added on, and then um, I remember um, because I I think it did. I think they made this movie for five million. It made twelve, which in the time period wasn't bad. But um, I read that it disappeared quickly from theaters. So it probably reaction to the ending of some people, but um. I kind of remember after that it, it be having a following, and I think it it has a small following, not like some of the your larger films. But I was reading that uh, because of the the no on screen kills, it's light and violence, and it was played on TV a lot. Ah. And so the TV viewings definitely like uh, boosted like like people liking the film and, yeah. and and learning about it. Interesting. All right, so let's hit on uh, the backlash of this film, and then move on to the next one. So. Well, I, I just heard uh, frequent um, sentiment shared that horror fans feel like it cashed in on them and used them. Hmm. You basically took... Uh, they pulled a, a prank on you? I, I, it's not my opinion. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying... No, that's what I'm saying. It's April Fool's Day and... Right, but you're taking the slasher craze, you're getting all those butts in the seats, and then you're not giving them a slasher. And at the end of it, you're saying, ah, nah, didn't really happen. That's, they're probably the same people who don't like Friday Five. Yeah. Yep. Some people just can't get over the twist. Yeah. To me, if if what the movie delivers for an hour and a half is what it delivers, yeah. Then you you know you shouldn't feel cheated. You still have because none that of it experience. was real to begin with. It was just a movie. Yeah. So it's like it's the same. All movies are not real. Film and those <laughs> right. kills weren't real. But there, that's uh, that's I know the sentiment frequently with people. Yeah, is and that that's the one I heard from my friend. He said, he said 
oh, that twist ending where nothing was real. He's like, that movie made me so mad when I watched it when I was young. Yeah. But that ending, he said, I've never been able to watch well, it. Well, and it's a different studio approach to you've got, you know, the higher production value. You remove a lot of, of the things that make the slasher movie popular with the gratuitous gore and nudity. And this just isn't over the top with any of that. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a better looking film. Mm-hmm. It's got a better Certainly. cast in it. And I think uh I think a lot of horror fans just take it the wrong way. Yeah. Um shout out to Victor, who has uh mentioned uh this particular movie for years and uh that we should cover it. So hopefully he's listening and Good. enjoyed this. When you post this, be sure to tag him in it and say, Hey, you know, we did this for you. Uh always appreciate Victor and all of our fans that that interact with us and, and make recommendations. So absolutely. And I would say before we jump into the other movie, I would, I would go to a place like this. If they actually, I think this would be fun, like a bed and breakfast murder mystery. And I also think, um, I'm not a big advocate for reality TV shows, but this would make an awesome, like premise for a show. I almost kind of like survivor. If, if they kind of put a bunch of people in this type of scenario and, and, you know, each person gets killed off and, you know, I mean, obviously not really, but yeah. There's a weird docudrama called like American Cannibal that I've got, and they kind of tried to do something like this. You pay to eat people, or yes. <laughs> so uh, I'll have to look it up. We'll talk about it more. And 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 it is kind of a, uh, I mean, it, what, people's reception of the movie. I kind of feel like there's a handful of movies that kind of took the vibe of this movie and. Like Shutter Island, and um, there's a TV series that lasted a season where they're on an island, and and every every episode somebody gets killed off, and I, I can't can't think of the name of it for the life of me, but um, that probably came out on about five years ago. Hmm. Um, so I feel like there's a, a handful of movies that kind of took the yeah. the premise of this a little bit. Okay, it reminds me of the Ten Little Indians, definitely. Yeah, there's yeah. an older production of that. Uh, Released in Britain under a different name. I'll leave that to listeners to look up themselves. I'm not actually going to say it out loud. <laughs> right. All right. April Fool's Day. The original. Moving on to April Fool's Day, 2008. 2008. Who's got <laughs> dates and details? Well, I already said the date. <laughs> Who's got details? Uh... Came out in 2008. It was directed by the Butcher Brothers. Uh, we have the same executive producer and Frank Mancuso Jr. And uh, starring Scout Taylor Compton, who many know from Rob Zombie's Halloween films. Uh-huh. That's all I got. I, I also had Josh Henderson, but I kind of know him more from Desperate Housewives in Dallas. But hmm. all right, I think I think that's the the cast that's worth noting. Who's your favorite actor, Vinny? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay, so we open with uh same setting with rich people. Alright, so we've got rich people doing rich people things, but instead of going to this island, um they are having their rich uh debutante uh society release party, you know. I miss being invited to those. <laughs> I know, right? I miss those. <laughs> can can days. there be a more unrelatable premise for a film you know what i mean yeah i like the uh, the original again you 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 know they were clearly not island people but she was and it was a college group of friends yeah so yeah like this one i'm like oh well i can't relate to can't relate to anything about this group of people nothing 
and yeah. what they live like. Hated like, it. Yeah, <laughs> faux real. Uh, if I were the executive producer for this film, I would have called it cheese and crackers because <laughs> it relates to high society and that's all you see in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Cheese and crackers. Uh, my, yeah. my acting note was better acting in an infomercial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lots of the main girl has, acting. may I speak to a manager hair? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I think it's just going to be us roasting, pretty much. This yeah, movie. I was going to say initial thoughts are just we all did. So, like so it. there, there is a there is an accident, um, and and the to me the basic premise of this movie is white privilege. <laughs> also, one of the worst accents I've ever heard in my life in a film. Yeah. Cool. So they, they've got this debutante ball, this society release party, this coming of age where the rich girl, she's now old enough, and they're going to, you know, let her out, you know? It's like, oh, God. You know? Um, and then they all, like, start morphing together, you know, in this weird orgy sort of scene, and they all become one. Oh, that was society. Same, my bad. Um, but so they, they, they're, they're pranking this one girl that they all can't stand. And they 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 were gonna prank her and blackmail her. Well, she dies. Accidentally, she falls over a railing after a setup where they were videotaping her having where sex. They, where they tried to rape her. Yeah, where they tried to date rape her. <laughs> you know, rich people stuff. You know. Uh, yeah. I I smelled who would be behind it the minute she fell over. You know what I mean? Like it, I felt like it was very predictable to a degree. We'll get into that later. Um, God, I just. The table bump when she fell over the railing was pretty pretty brutal. Pretty good. But pretty good. Uh, that might be the only uh, good thing that I had to say. I was mostly blown away that this wasn't made in the 1990s. Yeah. It, I had that written down. It says, look like 90s teen movie a decade late. Big as shit. Like, the film quality, everything. It felt like I a, TV. It felt like it a TV movie. Yeah. I couldn't believe it wasn't made in the 90s. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. It was made in hell. Yes. My my other notes was the the best elements of the the original, which was like the cool house on the island, the the theme music, the likable people, they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. Everything you liked about the first film, pull that out. I was going to say yep. the only one. interesting thing to me about this movie is the reflection of its viewers. The who what they're pandering to yeah. is that this is what we think young people are going to appreciate yeah. this yeah. nihilistic, just sleazy, you know, not a single, not a movie. single likable character. The, the, the intent, the intention when they made this was to do a direct remake, and they actually said, "Let's update it for modern audiences." Yeah, and that should be offensive mm. to modern to kids audiences. from two thousand eight. So bad. It was yeah. a very rough watch. So bad. Um, so what was uh, a weird note? And I can't remember cause this movie didn't stick with me, but I had mowed down by the Peter mobile. <laughs> yes. That was one of my notes. So Peter was this awful plastic politician. Mm-hmm. Like he was just, oh, yeah, yeah, so you notice his up. campaign posters hanging in his office. Yeah. Looks like a 12 year old made him. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's your production value. Yeah. 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 So just, uh, just awful, just such a All robot politician. What's funny though, is that like, that's a view that we have of a lot of politicians, mm-hmm. you know, that they're just like this guy because they are. And so that was good of them to, to, to rip, to rip on that. But yeah, when he gets run over by his own campaign mobile, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> the, 
one of the only high spots of the film. Did you like have. the 70s TV show car chase music that they used during that scene? Yeah. It's just so out of place and Damn, out of Frank, time. can you not afford a real score Man. if you pulling this off? A I, I kind of feel like his name, just like uh, um, De, Danilio Bach, I feel like their names were more attached just because of it being a remake. Like, like Frank probably like approved this movie from his couch and never left his couch yeah, after right. that. Right. Um... I, I, I mean, the, the main thing that I will say that I, and again, I, I, I bought this movie when it came out. I worked at a video store. I think we ordered quite a few copies because I love the original. Um, I've owned this movie ever since it came out and still, I've never watched it till this viewing. Wow. Um, never what you, you never watched it the first time. No. Well, I, I, you know, I don't always go by what people said, but after ordering it, um, the coolest thing with me on remakes was at the video store I worked at. If a remake or sequel was coming, I made sure to load up on the original. Mm -hmm. So, and the cool thing is, a lot of times, even um, even something like Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street, not everyone had seen it. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a lot a lot of stores in town didn't carry April Fool's Day. Right. So, to me, I was more excited. Like, okay, you know, I mean, to be pulled back in the original, and then we had several copies, but I never. It just this one just didn't appeal like the original. Like even the case. Like they did that uh, oh, weird, yeah. like you said, the '90s movies. Even the cases, the the pretty celebs on the front. Yeah. Um, even at that point in time, like the film posters for all movies was kind of like prominently showing the killer. Uh -huh. Um, you know, the coolest thing I can say is there's no on-screen kills, so that matched the original. Um, so you knew there's an April Fool's element somewhere, and there's the the dead body on the float in the pool kind of was a throwback to the to the guy yeah. in the first one. That's. The most like uh, you know in, in the eighties, if uh, if a movie would have been this dismal with no actors that you know, horrible acting, bad soundtrack. Well, there's not even any deaths it because it would have been it would have been filled with nudity to make yeah. up for it. Well, well, if it would have had like the, and they didn't and then by oh eight that's not even happening or a anymore. looser cast. Would yeah, be they could have actually had a, a slasher in this movie, so they could have had screen kills and actual dead bodies. Yeah, because you, you don't even get there's get, nothing. The original at the end of the day still is likable because of the characters and the and everything else. In there's the movie. only one spot in this movie where I went, oh shit, one. Yeah, what was that? And, well, and that's <laughs> if we're there, the end. All right, any other high spots before we get to the there end? No yeah. Spoiler alert. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Zing! <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, wish it was crazy. This has been the roast of April Fool's Day 08, folks. <laughs> it comes down that this was all a setup to get a confession out of somebody about how awful they are, you know, and, and what they had done. So nobody really knows how, how they were Just more like awful the than the other awful people in the movie. Yes, yeah. they were the awfulest, awfuler <laughs> people about who was most awful. So uh, it was all a setup to get a confession, fake deaths, again, like our original. Um, Just not delivered nearly as well. Right, and so everyone's there, and it's... it's Whereas the original, when you found out the deaths were fake, it was fun. Like, everybody had laughs, and they partied and everything afterwards. But this... Was mean. Well, you, you know? and like you you awful. hate everybody in this movie. They yeah, you're suck. like, oh man, that sucks that they're alive. Yeah, I wish they were dead. <laughs> and it's like she's only slightly shittier than they are, and now I kind of feel like they're all shittier than she is. Yeah. Like... And then uh, so they say, well, what about the gun? Scout Taylor Compton's got a gun, and uh, she says they're blanks, and she pulls the trigger, 
and it blows old girl's head off, and that's why I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that was the best. Like, okay, yeah. I didn't see yeah. that coming. Yeah. Okay, and uh, but that that's that's it for a whole movie. So the, the highlight, highlight of the movie is the last minute. It's like, yes, <laughs> yeah. just bad, man. And so Scout Taylor Compton. I didn't uh, even realize that was her till the credits rolled. By the way, when the dude's driving in the car away from the courthouse. I stared at the screen like Gummer Pile in Full Metal Jacket <laughs> when they see him sitting on the toilet. I was just like, oh my god. She's like, gee, I wonder what we're going to see here. It was all set up so that the, the sister would get killed and the brother would get all the inheritance. Yeah. Affluent Fool's Day is what it should have been called. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Fool's Day. God, it was bad. Yeah. Joke's on us, folks. This is... Yeah. I'd rather watch uh, Halloween. Take it, take it from your old pals here at the Midwest Monster <laughs> Podcast. Stay away. What from was it? I'd movie. rather listen to a grandpa eat a peach for. An hour <laughs> I'd rather listen to my grandfather eat a peach for forty-five minutes <laughs> than watch this movie. What professor that one time? I'd rather drink pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drink pee. So so bad. All right, so that's April Fool's Day, two thousand eight. Do yourself a favor, don't watch it. Okay, <laughs> moving right along. To uh, a breath of fresh air here, uh, Slaughter High, aka April Fool's Day. Who's got dates and details? Uh, also, the same year as April Fool's Day, <laughs> as uh, we mentioned with the uh, title change, uh, 1986. Slaughter High. So that High. was that was the April Fool's Day was the working title for Slaughter High, but mm-hmm. they were beaten to the punch. Paramount. I don't okay. know. I've heard different things on this. I've heard that okay. just Paramount bought it outright. Okay. To throw on their movie. And then I've heard that Paramount already had it. Okay. And, and, you know, threw it at him and said, you're going to change the name of that movie. Gotcha. We already have it. So that I'm not sure of, but it definitely was originally that and changed. Uh, And like I said, same year, um, had three directors. I didn't jot them down. I just wrote that there were three of them. Um, And the the main person of note in this, uh, besides the music from uh, old Harry from the Friday movies, um, is... Caroline Monroe, who is horror royalty mm-hmm. uh, in many ways. She dates back to The Abominable Dr. Fibes and the sequel. She was his wife. Yep. Uh, also in Maniac, the last horror film. Um, she's She's been in quite a few. So Legit. Uh, also a little bit older than a high school student uh, yes, that we opened the film bit. with. That's my first note. When I first yeah. started watching, I was like, how old are these they guys? Didn't, like they didn't kids. even try to like make them look younger. <laughs> it's like, hey man, that girl that flunked ten years in a row is taking him to the the showers. But yeah, that's your basic info there. Uh, I, I think the only other actor that I have a note is is Simon Scudman who plays Marty. Oh and, yeah. And and that was because after the filming, he he took his own life from a, a drug overdose. Man, so. bummer. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing it down, yeah. Todd. I'm well, sorry. The Midwest Monsters. <laughs> Good call. I'm pranking him. Uh, so it is April Fool's Day in the film. Oh, well, uh, initial thoughts. Uh, first time seeing it. No, 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 no. This is my second time seeing it. Um, and it's, it's good. I mean, there's brutal kills in this. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some good mm-hmm. kills. Um, so it's an enjoyable film. I liked it well enough the first time. It's, it's, it is good and fun, but it's a little forgettable. We'll talk about some it's of that. It's good. It's not great. Yes, exactly. So, um. Yeah, Professor. Uh, this was my second viewing. This I've said this for quite a few of now. This dates back to an eight-pack 
uh, that Hot yes, Toddy. I have the same one. Yeah, had given it's the given gift in Christmas. Keeps on giving. Yeah, and so it's like a Christmas candle. Yeah, I had, <laughs> I, <laughs> I had watched that from the pack he gave, and then I had also bought the Vestron release um, that they put out of this on. I, you know, I, look, I like to buy Blu-rays, but that shouldn't be that shocking. <laughs> but uh, hadn't watched the uh, Blu-ray of it yet, so this was a nice excuse to pop that on for the podcast. Nice. Uh, liked the first time. Liked a little bit more this with uh, viewing for this podcast. Um. Okay, so I guess the prank's on me because I thought I've seen this movie since I was a kid. This is not the movie I was thinking of at all. I've never seen this movie till I watched it for this. That's kind of great because two people <laughs> at this table saw it before you because you gave it to us. Which and I oh, I own the same eight pack that you were talking yeah, about. Um, that's cool. Though. I, I bought the Blu-ray, um, so I was kind of itching to watch it anyways. Um, I'm not sure what movie I thought it was. So it's, I guess that'll be fun to track down. Um, but this this movie feels like it is older than it should be. I think it's because they it it probably was filmed. Um, I think they filmed it in the UK or something. Yeah, it's UK. Um, which I do have an odd note before we get into it that I thought was weird in the movie. But in the UK at noon, if you prank somebody, the fool's on you. So I don't think they realize that in America we don't do that. And so I thought that was <laughs> I was like, well, what what's the matter if it's noon? You're still gonna get killed if they kill you. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, first time viewing, I thought this movie was fun. Uh, had a lot of cool death kills. Um, where April Fool's Day felt Friday the 13th-ish, so did this, because they got uh, Harry to do the music. And Fredini, I didn't say his name earlier. So, um, I don't know, I thought it was fun, and a uh, cool, cool killer, and uh, I don't know. I kind of like the, the, I know there was a trend and a, a slew of holiday films, but most of them, even, even if they're not great, there's still kind of some fun element of the holiday movies from the 80s, so... Fun movie. I'll agree with that sentiment about something about the holiday movies from the 80s. There is a certain charm to them. Um, like I say, this movie was good. Just, I hadn't seen it before. I saw it because Grizzly uh, let me borrow the, video, the DVD that you gave him. Uh, like I say, it's good. It's not great. Uh, it's not something I'm going to pop in all the time. But mm -hmm. I will I'll definitely watch it again. I, I can see why it has the fan base... Uh... Because I know that was one of their main picks uh, for the the release in Vestron was there was so many people like requesting this title and I I can see why people like it a lot so sure yeah listener Sean Wright loves this movie yes <laughs> he does he does he recommended it to me the first time it's because I hanged on in the first fifteen <laughs> oh, minutes yeah, right. uh, for sure. that was one of my top notes thanks for stealing that from me <laughs> you beat me too because I was going to say it's April Fools and already we're hanging down I feel like the game. joke was on them because the dude should have been like look at this big dick <laughs> and like, jokes on y'all was it just me or did that dude look like nerd Bam Margera <laughs> Bam, not, Bam's not hung like that the non scummy so yeah April Fools Day is when we're we're here and we're gonna we're gonna do this prank right and so they the the hot chick is taking the nerd. He was a little Showers. too nerdish too, but yeah. oh, it was cartoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's like, oh, of course, this is the this isn't the first time. It was like it was like Melvin from Toxic Avenger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so uh, I just have to laugh that when they pull the curtain back and they start shouting, "Where's the beef?" at him, <laughs> and Todd's like, "It's right there. Why do you keep shouting? Where's the beef?" 
<laughs> it's like, what are y'all clowning? He's bringing his A game. <laughs> I got very self-conscious. It's like, it's like we're at the deli, bitch. What are you talking about? I'm like, y'all are wearing ball shorts and there ain't nothing sticking out. Like, come on. <laughs> what about what, what, with the pranks at the beginning, too? I think all viewers are kind of like, oh, haha, they're saying words to people. And then you're quickly going, oh. Oh Jesus! Yeah. It's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Who is this sadistic in high school? Right. As we progress along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so funny now. They talk about kids getting bullied, and I get it. It's a problem, but kids have been awful forever. forever. Yeah. yeah. There's a slew of films on that. There's matter. a genre about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, but instead of a mass shooting, the the bullied kid picks them off one by He's one. He's like, we're gonna <laughs> much more years later. Yeah. We're yes. gonna we're gonna contain this, and just the care. I mean, the caretaker. We'll talk about him, oh, but look at how the place looks. The he had to go anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one black person in the film is number one, the caretaker, and also the first damn death. How soft is his skull, by the way? <laughs> it's like they hang him by his head on a hook. He picks it up, puts it on it, but it's like sticking an orange on it. And, and like, he also. Yeah. Also, my big note: nothing to do with the original accident. Like, come on, man! <laughs> I know. I was like, "Why give the give him, him the night off?" Yep, I agree. <laughs> I wondered why they killed him. I, more importantly, where was he when old Marty was setting things up? Yeah, it's like you had one job. Yeah, the place is a dump. Yeah, how did you not notice not this guy setting this up? This isn't even used as a school anymore. Right. Like, why are you still there? Yeah. There shouldn't be traffic. Come on, Cropsy. Move on. Copy that in Halloween 6. Putting the woman up on the thing on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly like that. Well, uh, to go back to our nerdy friend, uh, he doesn't die in the prank. Not in that prank. He dies. He's just horribly humiliated. And they get in trouble. Yes. Well, he didn't didn't die in the second one, did he? He just was burned Burned. horribly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's doing what? They mix some chemicals around as a joke, and then there's an explosion and a fire, and he is horribly disfigured and carted out of the school on a stretcher. Yeah. yeah. It's like, let's let's clarify. Uh, pranks should never involve mixing chemicals for anything. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what in the hell is wrong with you kids? Like, yeah, you had to do push-ups and do a little detention. This is escalating a little quickly. Yeah, oh, you had to do push-ups? He had to get burned alive. Yeah. For the rest of <laughs> we did push-ups. You're going to be scarred. Yeah, right. Uh, so, um, we fast forward and there's going to be a reunion at the old school. They're going to get the gang back together. But what I love that I have to note as a side is that when we go to Caroline Monroe's apartment, or no, 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 not at the apartment, but the agent that's on her phone with her. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Uh, in the background is a pieces poster. Yes. That's the director. Of pieces? Of pieces. He produced this. Oh yeah, that's right. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. So that's hilarious. Blew my mind. Because we were watching Pieces for another episode that's upcoming. Taking I on, looked it up and I was like, notes here. well, I looked it up pieces. because of that. I was like, why is there a Pieces poster of all movies yep. in this? I didn't say because I saw his name pop up. Yep. <clears throat> uh, so they go to the reunion at the old school. There's some funny hijinks with cars breaking down. And then it's not long before the deaths begin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think it might be one of the first ones to die, but she's like, First off, there's like a bathtub in the school, which looks like it's just somebody's apartment. <laughs> but my big note of that was that acid doesn't burn through 80s bush. <laughs> uh, they really overdid the acid kills. Yeah, because right before that, the kid had chugged the PBR. He shotgunned it. 
and it had acid in it, which great. made his oh, awesome yeah, guts come falling they, out. Look like Savini did it. Great practical yeah. effects. In this movie. And so when that happened, the blood burst and sprayed on the girl that Hot Toddy is referencing. Which so she goes to bathe because She's all like, high schools man, have. I'm going to take a relaxing bath. Yeah, all high schools <laughs> have you know just bathtubs left over to go sit in. Especially uh, then, old trash. The real like, question is at how this do they point, have electricity. And, is, well, I guess the caretaker was there. The so. the real question is when acid is is all over you. Why are you trying to turn the water off? <laughs> Get out of the tub. <laughs> I, I typically don't pick that stuff apart, but I literally was like, just get out of the damn shower. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter at that point. It's going to eat her up. Right. But I love watching her flail to try and turn it off when she could be getting out of the tub. <laughs> a tub yeah. in high school. Yeah, just, <laughs> just take a relaxing bath. Because clearly, there's no showers. Oh, wait. We established in the opening minutes of the movie there's plenty of showers. Yeah. Right. Well, unless you got to have a summer sausage to use it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a lot, one of their escape plans is they're going to get on the tractor to go into town. And I'm like, oh, you know, that, that makes sense. And then I realized they're talking about a riding lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. They call it a tractor, which I've been around some people that do that, you know, because you can take sometimes there's a tractor with a mower blade that you use to chat. I like. But don't let me distract. Which, which then like, you need the mechanic to fix it, which which became one of a, another cool kill. Yeah. Yeah, where they drop it while the blade's <laughs> going. Yes. I like the people who are like, man, our friend just got melted with acid in a tub. Let's bang. Yeah. <laughs> I, like where, I like where we're going here. <laughs> I didn't know how to follow that up with anything that wouldn't sound like a Chris Farley response. Remember when that girl went in the pit of shit? That was uh, awesome. That mask was getting creepy. Yeah. 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 The jester. Uh yeah. would have been cool to watch him take the bells off at the beginning. Uh for practical reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's like uh we're stalking people with the bells. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, the mask did look cool with the hat over. Well it, it did till you said that. No. About the bells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slow just dramatic. Folks, we really did we like this movie. I, I think uh like, it doesn't sound like it. Another scene that I liked is uh there's like a, a yearbook poster made from him. And he comes out of it. I thought that was kind of cool. That was very cool. Well, really cool. and I think it is important to mention that the musical cues really do put you in a good mood for this type of movie because some of them are identical to Friday the 13th. Yeah. And so it just automatically, right off the bat, when those are hitting with some of those scenes, like when the, his hands come popping out and stuff, like it just, it's there. You're instantly in that frame of mind. And I think you're more for giving instantly because of it so for some people yeah. it might be distracting i thought it helped the film for me yeah well uh, I, i'll go ahead i was gonna say spoiler alert oh that i was gonna talk about the ending it's i didn't know if we were there it's yet. british <laughs> spoiler alert if you if you didn't think that the kid who got burned up in the prank at the beginning was the killer i've got news for you he is. <laughs> but but you, I, I actually put that in my notes. fools, bitch. Because there's so many movies where this shit happens, yeah. and then you unmask them, and it's some girl that wanted Malibu Barbie, and that killed everybody. <laughs> so this one was like the legit... Yeah. Like, like for some reason, it became rare in movies for the actual man behind the mask to be the killer. Yeah, absolutely. So that was the first ending. Yeah. But we have two more to come. <laughs> Who wants to spoil those? Vinny? No. Go ahead. 
hint of desperation in that response. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me tripped up now about two. Well, what happens after we think everybody's dead? Oh, for God's sake, people. The dead come back to life. Oh, well, yeah. And start surrounding our killer, which is weird. Yeah, okay, that's why you, con- you confuse me on that, because okay. I think of that kind of all as one. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it kind of transforms into what feels like a different movie. Exactly. They, they even it look like rem- the Romero zombies with, like, the bluish tint to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we learn that this has all been a dream in the hospital for our burn victim, and it's merely just a few days since where the movie opened. It's him recovering from the injuries he's had and he's already beginning in a, in his sleep coma, whatever it was uh, to fantasize about giving it, you know, to these people that caused it to him. How did you guys feel about that? I know that uh, Grizz has a long history with uh, problems with split identity, which this isn't the same thing. No, no, it wasn't the same thing. So no, it didn't bother me. I I thought it was fine. Yeah. I I was indifferent to it. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> kind of looked like uh, Vincent Price and House of Wax, that side of his yeah. face when they exposed that one. Yeah. But then, puts the... I'm going to take another step, and he kills, what is he, kill a nurse or a doctor? Uh, With that big needle? Doctor, like yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool way to leave it like what we've watched is probably going to happen in some variation. Right. Kind of leave it that way. Right. Yeah, it was a fun twist. Sure. I didn't. I didn't mind that one because, and it's like, you know, with the same with um, April Fools, you still get the movie you want. Like the ending shouldn't ultimately change it, right. your 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 enjoyment of it. And I've never understood that with Friday Five either. Well, it's like you still got that kids movie. Kids weren't really dead, so I was upset. Let's <laughs> <laughs> almost say about this one. Since yeah, that's how people felt about April Fools. <laughs> I, I would rate this movie too as like one of my so bad it's good. Yeah, it's, Cause, cause it's silly. If you're going to watch a movie for high quality, then you're probably not going to like this movie. But yeah. If it's, you're it's, into it's a movie fun. called it's Slaughter fun. High. You know immediately it's, it's low rent. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a fun. low rent movie. It does have that feel where they're like back for the reunion and they're all hanging out together at like this weird shitty building. It reminds me a little bit of Night of the Demons. Like, because it's like, God, why are they mm-hmm. hanging out there? Like, right. aren't they catching on that this is not where you want to be partying? Right. <laughs> Get tetanus. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's nowhere to poop if you have to poop. <laughs> so. There is a tub if you need to bath, though. <laughs> okay, so any more thoughts on Slaughter High? Uh, I'd recommend it, yeah, especially absolutely. to anybody yeah, who's been an 80s recommend. whore. Yeah, yeah, if, you, if you love slashers, watch this. So, all right. Well, folks, the first serious April Fool's Day episode for the Midwest Monsters Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Adver, and I'm joined by... Professor Wagstaff. Hi, Toddy. Venomous Benny. Stay scary.